Hey there, this is Grant for Podcast of the Day. If you made it here, my guess is you probably like podcasts. And if you don't, that's okay because I want to get you into podcasts because they're awesome. Um, so on this show, every day we highlight a brand new podcast that that is just amazing and worth listening to. So let's just jump right into that and get started with today's podcast. Here we go. Today's podcast is First Day Back. You may have heard of it before. It's pretty popular. Um, And it's a documentary podcast about trying to get back on your feet after a crazy life event that happened to you. Um, So each season, uh, the host, Tally Abacassis, will follow someone attempting to just return to their old life, their, their past life. And it's in a fascinating, um, it's, it's, it's a great idea for one. And the stories that she tells within the podcast are just amazing. Um, definitely worth hearing and you'll get hooked on it like I did. So, um, the first season was a little different than the second season, but I would definitely recommend, uh, listening to both if you'd like. Season two is, uh, produced in collaboration with a couple of other um, networks. Um, the first one wasn't, it was only tallies. And she definitely was saying to me um, when we uh, talked, because I got an interview with her as well, but nonetheless, when we talked, she said uh, season two was definitely a great place to start. So uh, season two is about a story of Lucy and Jerry. They were lovebirds. Uh, they were married and together um, until... One of them was accidentally shot, which is awful. And so here is a couple of clips from episode one that I really wanted to show you and I think emphasize how well crafted the podcast is. So here you go. So I know you told me that you met Jerry at work. Do you remember the first time you saw him? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Actually, it was in July. This is Lucy Peckett, and the Jerry we're talking about was her common-law husband, who died six years ago. Lucy used to work at a printing factory in Ontario in Canada. Every July, the employees would have a company-wide water fight. It was serious business. That morning, I could see, I could read the guy's lips. Like, I've got balloons in the car. We're going to throw, I'm there. Oh, Really? Oh, those guys are going to get us, you know? I said, no way. So I asked a girl, let's go to Toys R Us. I'm going to get the biggest gun, you know, the water, the pumper thing. (laughs) I said, with the pack sack and everything. Lucy bought the water gun on her lunch break. For the rest of the day, she would spray people outside. The ship would leave and I would, you know, play with the gun and spray them. We had fun. We really had fun. Toward the end of the day, somebody told Lucy about a new guy working on the folders. That new guy was Jerry. So I start walking toward the folders. Then I turn around and I see somebody in the warehouse that I didn't know. So I'm pretty far and, you know, I said, hey. So he turned around. I said, are you the new guy uh, working on the folder? He goes, yeah. And I had just pumped the the water thing there. I said, welcome. I started to spray him, but on his shoes, because I didn't want to spray his, you know, because he had to work. That was the first time we met. Wow. What a weird symbol. I guess I just think people will make a connection between the water gun and the real gun. 
now that you mention it, I never uh, thought about that. Yeah, it's true. Eh? It's that's the way we met, and that's the way we parted. Lucy Paquette and Jerry Madera were together for 13 years. They lived in rural Canada. People called them lovebirds until the fall of 2010 when she shot and killed him. There's not a lot of murders in uh, Lanark County. People will talk about it for years and years if it's a small place like that. Neville Hunt was a reporter who covered the story for the local paper. Traffic fatalities happen, but murder is is pretty well unheard of. The circumstances of you know a family family member killing each other, uh, guns being involved, that sort of thing is it's so unusual that we, we knew it would be uh, an important story. Inside Ottawa Valley, typically covered stories like the Salvation Army Christmas tree going up, so this was like being thrust into a big city tabloid story. The details of Jerry's death were gruesome. He was sitting in a chair at his at the computer or something, and uh, with his back to the door when he was shot, and it was right into the head, I guess. So Lucy had like brain matter on her and stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of scary, I guess, to anybody who their partner could so suddenly uh, change that way or act that way. Neville Hunt reported on the preliminary hearing. That's where a court decides if there's enough evidence to move forward with the trial. Lucy was being accused of first-degree murder. So at the end of our call, I wasn't expecting Neville to say this. So, you, so you'll, be, you'll be speaking with her in the future? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's trying to get back on her feet, but it's not easy, as you can imagine. Well, I wish her the best. There you have it, a couple of clips, um, just really giving you an idea of how well-crafted the story is, and it's already gripping, I hope, for you. Um, so I really would recommend to go listen to that. That is Season 2, Episode 1. Um, now, as I was saying earlier, I do have an interview with Tally. Um, she's a fascinating person to talk to, and I can't wait to show you that interview. So here it is. Well, I'm Talia Bacassis, and I'm the host and creator of First Day Back. Um, and it's a podcast where initially it was me following myself um, after I took a few years off to raise my kids, and I wanted to get back into documentary filmmaking. And so I um, started following myself as I tried to get a film project off the ground. Um, but then after I decided that I was not going to follow myself anymore, um, I pivoted the idea for season two so that it's first day back from, you know, you could have a first day back from all kinds of situations. You could have a first day back from college. You could have first day back from an accident. And so season two is first day back from prison. Oh, wow. Okay. So a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, very different. Uh, so yeah, first day back season one was first day back from like being away with your kids and kind of, it's not exactly maternity leave because I was gone for six years, but um, like first day back, trying to get back to your career after having kids. And then season two is first day back from prison. Okay. So um, where did the idea for changing up um, the, the subject of the show kind of take place? Well, I just didn't want it to be all about myself. Like I'm a documentary right. filmmaker and I'm interested in other people. You know, I'm not, in, I wasn't, I kind of started it on a lark thinking like, oh, this will get me kind of 
practicing exercising my storytelling muscles um and I hadn't necessarily intended to even continue. I just thought I was like a stepping stone to getting back into filmmaking. And then I started really loving making the podcast. And I thought like, well, how can I keep this going? And right. just the idea of having a comeback in some area of your life is kind of, um, it resonates in a lot of different themes. So how did you find this story of, um, of Lucy and Jerry? Yeah. Um, well, I, so I was basically looking to do something completely different from season one and I didn't know exactly what it would be. And so I was looking for, it could have been a military story. I, all I knew is I wanted it to be very different from season one because I didn't want to get pigeonholed into like a motherhood type of podcast show necessarily. So, um, it, so basically I reached out to all different kinds of people like sports coaches and veterans organizations and um, and I uh, there's an organization that does work with women coming out of prison and so I reached out to that group and they put me in touch with a few people well two people and Lucy was one of them was that your first um, go at at podcasting or um, yeah. yeah okay yeah, I mean, you can hear a lot of it is pretty raw. Um, okay. If I would go back now, I would do things probably differently. I don't know if I even, from a technical point of view, I didn't have a handle necessarily on all of it. Um, but, you know, it, I've, I've worked in film for many years, but I was not the person holding the microphone. Mm -hmm. Like, I worked with sound people. So even just mic placement and all that stuff was new to me. Um so yeah, that was my first. That was my first experience with podcasting. Were you always a fan of podcasting too? Is that kind of what got you wanting to make your own? Well, I was always a fan of radio. Okay, like yeah, yeah. like everybody, like I loved This American Life, and I had tried to pitch stuff to CBC in Montreal where I live, which is like an NPR. Um, but it's really hard to get in, and so podcasting kind of made it accessible, mm -hmm. and suddenly I could do it. Whereas previously, you know, you had to have us fancy editing stuff and fancy equipment and like it just wasn't as you couldn't necessarily just put you couldn't put what you wanted your show on the radio like because you know podcasting is the is a way of distributing distributing radio programs on the internet but you kind of couldn't do that before so um I would say I've always been a fan of radio and I've always wanted to do some but this was the first time I was able to, right. really. Actually, it's not totally true. I did two or three small pieces for CBC over the years, but I mean, really, I don't even think I did the editing. So uh, you, your, your background in documentaries, um, how did you get into, into creating those? And really, I mean, what was kind of the first steps in doing that? Um, well, uh, I went to university in communications, and then... Um, my first film was just a documentary about, like, I used to live near this supermarket where the, it was just this really dirty supermarket where it would sell, like, the most ridiculous, you know, straw giraffes would be, like, piled up next to the pineapples and pears, and it was, it, so, and one day I went, and the girl who was checking out my groceries was, like, breaking up with her boyfriend while I was like her customer and uh, I, and he was bagging my groceries and she was like yelling at him and oh. and it just felt like this place is so strange and so I started 
my first film, I just went with my friend at the time who did camera, and we kind of hung out at the supermarket. Whenever we had spare time, we'd go and film people at the supermarket. And so I made a documentary about the people who work at the supermarket who I followed for about a year. Um, and it's just kind of a, it's a bit of a quirky film about the owner who dressed like a bit of a, um, she, she kind of dressed like very outrageously. Um, she looked a bit like a drag queen with like very elaborate makeup. And there was this fruit and vegetables. Like the whole thing was like a real, a really zany place. And so, um, that was my first film. I just made a film about these people, <laughs> the people who worked awesome. there. And it was, and that was like my kind of entry. And it, it did really well in Canada. Like it aired on TV and it wow, okay. went to festivals and stuff. And so, that was my starting point. That's fantastic. So it's kind of good. Just do it. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Since you have experience in doing um, in, in documentaries through video and documentaries through audio, um, what are some pros and cons to each platform um, in doing a a documentary show? Um. Well, I really like the freedom in audio to be just myself and to not have a crew with me. Okay. Um, because a crew kind of is very invasive. And so the level of intimacy that you can get, like it takes a lot longer to get somebody comfortable because you're minimum three people, or at least the way I shoot. Like I don't shoot by myself. I don't do camera. So that's a definite advantage to audio. Um, but then another a tricky thing that I had to learn with audio is just that people need to explain everything and they need to say how they felt and they need to say like how they walked from this place to this place. Like when you are filming somebody, they can do a lot of the action. You... <laughs> Sorry. <What's your> <laughs> um, thank you. Um, you know, you can have them thinking on screen. You can have them just looking out the window. I mean, that's cheesy stuff, but like you can have them doing things that are not necessarily active, right. but that are thoughtful but um, in audio, like, they always have to be explaining stuff. Um, so that's tricky. You have to get people to, like, articulate every single little thing that you can do more artfully in video, mm -hmm. I would say. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I just was curious because um, I've never had the opportunity to, to work on a documentary podcast, but I feel – do you feel like you can um, – do the podcast a lot more uh, just by yourself um, rather than yeah. doing a, a, a full-on video thing? Yeah, well, for season two, I worked with producers and stuff, so it's not like I was by myself by okay. myself, but I was by myself when we went to, when I went to record. I would just like show up at Lucy's place with my microphone, and that was very freeing. And I think that it would have been super complicated if I would have had to have a crew. And like at the transition house, like, you cannot – men are not allowed in the transition house. So it would have been really complicated if my producers would have had to go in or, you know, like yeah. it would have been a very different thing. Um, so there's a lot of freedom in that. Gotcha. Well, it's available at firstdaybackpodcast.com. Um, so all the episodes are there. Did I say that right? Firstdaybackpodcast.com. Yeah. And um, it's available obviously in Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and everywhere. Google Play, all that stuff. Awesome. All the platforms. It's everywhere. <laughs>
And there you have it. First day back. Make sure you give it a listen and let me know what you thought about it if you did end up going to find it. Anyways, that'll do it for me on podcast of the day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Let me know what you thought about it. And if you have any other recommendations for me that you want to see on the show, make sure to give me a call in. I always listen and I really I, I, I encourage you to call in because here we can really have a lot of conversations about podcasts, whether they be existing, ones you want to create, or uh, anything in between. So I'm always open, as I pretty much always say. But again, seriously, call in if you want. Anyways, that'll do it. I will catch you here tomorrow on Podcast of the Day.